Twilight of the Podcast, and today we are talking about Shonen Jump. As always, I'm your host, Kate. I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And today we're joined by, I'm pretty sure everybody can guess it, Nisha. Hey, guys. <laughs> Nisha, why don't you tell everybody why you're here and what you do? Um, I'm here because I guess I'm the Shonen, the resident Shonen reviewer for the site. I'm going to claim that title. Yeah, I'm the I'm the resident shonen manga reviewer for the website, but I'm also here because I am a host on two podcasts in the network. One's Did You Have To? One is So Here's What Happened. And Kate told me you guys are going to be talking about shonen today, and I said, Hell yeah, put me on. <laughs> and to be honest, you review all the shonen titles except for Jujutsu Kaisen, but that was because you used to review it and didn't have time and gave it up to another reviewer. So you have actually, oh, and my hero, but I do my hero. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't. I, I just, I just too many. <laughs> yeah. So if there's a shonen jump title that needs covering, Nisha is covering it. Uh, but yeah, so I want to start this off with, do you know what Shonen Jump is? Or like, what do you know about Shonen Jump? And what's your favorite SJ title? Matt, would you like to start? Um, you all know why I'm here, so I don't get fined. Um, I don't even know what Shonen Jump is. It's probably just another uncolored coloring book. And no! I do not have a favorite color. We're not doing that. You're not calling it that. Why not? <laughs> No. Manga's not coloring books. I know they're uncolored coloring books. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. <laughs> no. Put it on a shirt so when conventions come back in seven years, we can wear. That hurts so much. Um, however, I did find out that some fans do do fan colorings of manga and then post them online as scanlations and i, I wonder it. why because you need that, to, when you get the book you have to fill in the colors it's, no no man no that bothers me on different no. levels no that's not they're not coloring no. books the shading is done but anyway uh adrian uh yeah i know what shonen jump is um as more of like from like the anime side of it because i don't read a whole bunch of manga really like at all um anymore i used to when i was younger we you know the library had like all of like the older shonen jump titles and things like that so we used to read them um all the time but it's been quite a while since i have and i guess i my favorite shonen jump title kind of has to be dragon ball right i don't think i can really say anything else given my track record on the on the podcast i guess if i had to say something like more new i love jujutsu kaisen it's good it's real good i am so happy that i've been able to bring you to this side yeah it's good i like it I like it. Uh, so yeah, Dragon Ball, Jiu-Jitsu, Dragon Ball for old, Jujutsu Kaisen for for new. That's good. I'm proud. I'm proud, especially because Adrian, like all people who read Jujutsu Kaisen, first thought it was a sports manga. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> I say Jujutsu Kaisen all the time, and when you brought it up the first time, I was like, "What? There's a Jujutsu anime? I'm I'm about it, but it's still good. Jujutsu Kaisen. Go 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 read it. Watch it. It's good." Uh, so for me, I would say my favorite Shonen Jump title is My Hero for all, all, yeah, just all, because there hasn't been a bad moment. I want to say Bleach, because when I was younger, I read Bleach, and Bleach was really the only one I read, because I only watched uh, Dragon Ball Z anime, but we all know what Tite Kubo did to us. 
and I can't say that it's Bleach anymore. Uh, so I'm gonna go with my hero because Koei Horikoshi is a new classic and he's perfect in all ways. Um, so yeah, I, honestly, I hate these kind of questions because I have so many that I love and it's hard for me to pick. So uh, I want to say Spy X Family. It's probably I want to say it's probably my favorite one that's currently on Shonen Jump, just because it's so different from what from what I usually read yeah. on Shonen Jump. Yeah. But it also was uh, one of our top manga of the years last year. So for the site. So Weekly Shonen Jump and Shonen Jump, as we know it, are technically two different things. We're going to dive into the differences first by talking about Weekly Shonen Jump because that's where it all started. That's where a lot of the importance gets built and they own all the rights. I know I'm going to say the Washington State Journal at least once. I know. I know. That's why it's only abbreviated like twice in here because I started thinking that. Um, but yeah, so Shonen Jump is a weekly shonen manga anthology published in Japan by Shuisha under the jump line of magazines. It is the best-selling manga magazine as one of the longest running. The first issue was released with the cover date of August 1st, 1968. The manga series within the magazine targets young male readers and tend to consist of many action scenes and a fair amount of comedy. So if you're new to anime and manga and you don't necessarily know what shonen is, shonen is a demographic. It's not necessarily a genre. So it's kind of an overarching thing. Shonen specifically means young boy. And that is usually categorized by aiming towards audiences between like 11 and 18 who are boys. Um, but that it, it's... And then shoujo is the same thing, but for girls, we kind of talked about it on our Sailor Moon episode. Um, so it's just a broad demographic. Doesn't mean you can't read it, can't like it if, you know, you don't fit that demographic, but that's usually their sweet spot on how they market it and who they market it to. Um, so the chapters of series that run in Weekly Shonen Jump are then collected and published into Tonkabom volumes under Jump Comics imprint every two to three months. In the mid-1980s and the mid-1990s represents the golden era of Shonen Jump, and this was when the magazine circulation was at its highest, at 6.53 million copies per week, with a total readership of 18 million people just in Japan. I have a question. Yes. So you, since, since they are kind of broken up by male and female readers or demographics, what does Bobby Hale Sailor Moon count as? Oh my god, Matt. <laughs> I don't know. It would probably be Shonen. It would be Shonen because he's funny. No, no, Matt. But I do love your contributions. Keep them coming. Um, so uh, fun fact, when you look at the top 20 top selling manga of all time, 10 of them are direct Shonen Jump titles and five of the remaining 10 come from a close company to Shuisha. Shui, I'm probably not saying that correctly. I apologize. Um, I'm just a weeb. I'm not actually Japanese. So that's probably wrong. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit because we're talking about serialization, which is something we don't really have in the US to really kind of break down what the actual process is with manga. So much like Western comics, a lot of series in Japan are produced on either a weekly or monthly cadence. Sometimes it's bi-weekly, depending on what they get uh, published in. 
For example, in our One Piece episode, we explained how the manga series had run now for over a thousand chapters, weekly and uninterrupted because Oda is a god um, and doesn't need to sleep. Yes, he Um, is. Creation. But instead of publishing individual chapters as single issues, they're bound together in serialized magazines. So essentially you would pick up a magazine, that magazine would have like My Hero, One Piece, all of that back to back, and they'd be individual chapters. So when I, expe- when I explain to people who read Western comics, just think of them as issues, only you're not buying your issue by yourself. It's actually a lot cheaper to just buy single chapter manga than it is to buy single issue uh, comic books because you just get a lot more for it um, and then when those hit certain arc points or every couple of months if it's pre-designated by the actual publisher then those get bound into Tonkoban volumes um, which is essentially like a trade paperback volume of what you would get from a comic arc um, so it's the easiest way to kind of think about it the reason Shonen Jump and it's English uh, the reason weekly Shonen Jump and it's English equivalent Shonen Jump matters is because often the only time we get manga released in English is coming through the Shonen Jump channels. And the reason I say this is because, and I say this specifically like within like a day or two. So like this doesn't happen with a lot of other manga. Uh, Like my shoujo, I gotta wait months for that because we don't have any English equivalent publications for like official translations of those. It sucks. Any questions on the serialization model? No? Okay. Uh, So the origins of Shonen Jump, so the 60s and the 70s, Weekly Shonen Jump was launched by Shuisha on July 2nd, 1968 to compete with the already already successful Weekly Shonen Magazine and Weekly Shonen Sunday. Prior to issue 20, Weekly Shonen Jump was originally called simply Shonen Jump as it was originally a bi-weekly magazine. Then in the 1980s and the 1990s, Hiroki Goto was appointed chief editor in 1986 and remained in the position until 93. His tenure saw significant increases in in circulation and the serialization of numerous popular series. When asked about the period, Goto said, we only tried to create manga that everybody can enjoy. There were no specific rules. Idol and tabloid magazines dominated the media and entertainment industry at the time, and we aimed to stand out from the crowd by using using manga as our weapon. Uh, Shonen circulation continued to increase on year until 1995, peaking at 6.53 million copies. And by 1998, circulation had dropped to 4.15 million copies. And the, uh, the decline in part is ascribed to the conclusion of Dragon Ball and Slam Dunk, which were the two most popular manga at the time. Uh, The magazine peaked with a total readership of 18 million in Japan um, in early 1990. So one of the reasons that this golden period is really where it builds up is a lot of the gateway anime that we actually get here in the US in the gateway manga is because of the high successes that it had in Weekly Shonen Jump and because Shonen Jump was the top at the time it really dictated what actually got licensed and sent over here to the united states um specifically dragon ball z if we're (laughs) honest like no discredit to slam dunk or the other like properties that shonen jump had but in a lot of ways shonen jump is a house that dragon ball z built 
Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that before, right? In a couple of our episodes, that like they're, I mean, they're still one of like the highest thing, even like with like One Piece. So that that that's definitely mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. My question was going to be, um, just in general for anime, is anime the reason why Shonen Jump pops off? Like, just like specifically in in like, because um, I mean, anime isn't around, hasn't been around that long, right? But manga has been around forever, you know. Yeah, you so know, n- not centuries. specifically in Japan, in the U.S., it's what fuels the entrance into the U.S. market. So it's why we get our own version of Shonen Jump. Like we have Shonen Jump NA, which starts in 2002, 2003, and that's that is pushed directly by uh, anime success. Um, but in Japan, manga is just manga, um, at least from what I could find. So if there aren't any more questions, we're going to head into the but why those. And the first is that it is the name in manga. Um, and I don't say that lightly. So in 2019, it sold 1. 1.6, uh, 1.7 pretty much, 1.7 million units. Um, and the largest competitor, which comes from Kodansha, which is Weekly Shonen Magazine, only sold 715,000. Uh, so it dwarfs the competition very steadily. And that has to do with all a lot of its titles. Um, one of the things that comes from the fact that Shonen Jump has, or Weekly Shonen Jump has become the biggest name in manga when it comes to everything. Like part of that is done to the fact that it has people like Akira Toriyama and Oda and Kubo who really solidified um, what the shonen genre or demographic like reads and really mm-hmm. defined a lot of the genres within it. Um, that's kind of set a hard bar, a, a, a high bar to hit, but that's also why if you get approved for a serialization in Shonen Jump, you're pretty much a guaranteed success story uh, most of the time. Um, and so that being said, this also leads to a re- to some issues which have to go into overworking of the mangaka, which I'm not nuanced enough to talk about. Um, but the Japanese manga industry is known for having very tight turnarounds and a lot of stuff. I don't know, Nisha, do you have anything to add on that? I do. Um, so sorry, not sound excited about people working to exhaustion. I'm not excited about that. There is a manga called Bakuman. Um, it is based on these two boys who decide to become uh, mangaka together. So one's a writer, one's the artist. And the one who is an artist, his uncle actually died of exhaustion. So they do really talk about like that being a problem. It's not a sad, super emotional, like it is truly a shonen series. Um, yeah. But it, they, it, that series does really shine a light on like the amount of work that mangaka has put themselves through like the boy who was like 14 no 15 at the time he ended up and almost like had kidney failure like he was in the hospital because he overworked himself like that's how serious it is and he's like 15 trying to become a manga artist so it's it's something that I had no idea about before I had read that series so that kind of like shined a light on it and it does kind of handle it in that way where it's yeah. like it gives it that nuance. No, definitely. I mean, if we think about our favorite series, like before this, Adrian was like, when am I going to get Hunter x Hunter back? When am I getting Berserk back? When are you getting Honestly. your next issue of One Piece? Like next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man doesn't stop working. He doesn't stop working, but I feel like he also takes care of himself somehow. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I don't know because Adrian read his schedule and there's like three hours for sleep. He's a robot. 
concerned. I'm not gonna lie. I'm concerned. I want the series to end, and I want him to be there for it, and I want him to be healthy. So, <laughs> um, so that being said, um, one of the reasons that fuels a lot of this hard work. I'm using hard work in quotations. <laughs> like I don't. That, that fuels this hard working environment that like puts a lot of this pressure on folks is the fact that Shonen Jump is known for its ruthless uh, editorial practices, which means that within uh, essentially it's very common for a series to be canceled if it doesn't sell more above 20,000 copy, copies at, la at launch, uh, which is very high. Uh, it's a lot of the reason why you'll see a lot of people talking about like chapters of new series online or new series that are launching because they want people to get eyes on it because Shonen Jump takes their numbers seriously. Um, and that's something that is really hard. They've gotten a little bit more lax when it comes to selling volumes, especially in the English market, because they've realized a lot of the money power that comes there. But ultimately, like Weekly Shonen Jump is still their like barometer. And it's led to some can cancelizations of some good series. Like I actually really like Zipman. I don't know if anybody read that one, but that I got did. canceled after like 20 chapters. That was um, sad. Because they were just like, nope, not selling enough. You're gone. Um, so it, it's less failures and more that the way Shonen Jump operates, it doesn't allow anything to fail because it cancels it before, yeah. which is an interesting take. It's oh. sad though. Cause I really did like Zipman, but it's like, what did they get to? I think maybe I got to the fourth one and I found out it was canceled. Yeah. And it and is, this oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was like, it's just frustrating because it's like, I bet if it had gone a little bit longer and more people found out about it, maybe it could have picked up views, yeah. but it's unfortunate because that's just how it is with them. Yeah. And it is one of the things that, that is kind of frustrating when you like sit and you look at, at titles, like as they're coming out, um, because there are some things like Beastars didn't hit immediately, but once it started getting put into volumes, like that, like Beastars is fire now and it's mm -hmm. everywhere. It's second season and the anime has started. But if that had been at Shonen Jump, it would have been canceled. Like that's so, just what would have happened. So is this more, um, so I guess my question is, you say think it canceled. So is this almost like the kind of almost Netflix model where they throw yeah. like 10 things out there and yep. they hope one hits and they cancel the other nine? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. And that has worked because they pretty much dominate every leading Shonen series. I think outside of current run, well, and it's ended now, but like outside of like contemporary series, I think Attack on Titan is the only non-Shonen jump title that really pushes within the Shonen category, if, if I'm correct. Yeah, I don't know if y'all can think of anything else because they I mean, spawned Demon Slayer, which has become the the newest top selling manga. Mm -hmm. um, Jujutsu Kaisen is already getting pushed up there, especially with the anime, and then My Hero, which are and then Chainsaw Man's getting its adaptation as well because that pushed a lot of a lot of units. So like, it sucks for those mangaka, but like anytime we talk about what's trending right now in the world of anime and manga it's a shonen jump title yeah because i guess the only other thing i could think of and i'm like looking up to make sure but fairy tale but obviously that's it's non-shonen jump but i don't think it's classified as a shonen first like it's uh, fantasy and adventure. it's fantasy action adventure but like it also feels like 
this fits in that, with shonen. Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. yeah, I think it counts as a shonen. Yeah, but I don't. I know it's one of the longest running yeah. non shonen jump series that I think fits that in yeah. that category. Adrian, do you have any? I I don't I don't read the mangas. Well, I guess like <laughs> if you can even think of anime, like just like top shonen anime. Uh, outside the ones you guys named, can't really think of any that are like uber popular. I'm so tired of hearing that Black Clover is going to be like the next best thing. Cause I've been hearing it for like four years. So I like Black I, I don't Clover, know. but that's not really a show to jump <laughs> title. So like it doesn't matter either yeah, way. I just, yeah, I just don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I can't think of any outside of yeah. that. Like I'm not going to say they have a monopoly because like Kodansha does exist. But also, the only thing that people tend to talk about is these. Um, yeah. And that's just because people don't respect shoujo enough, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, so when you look at the highest rated sales, you have Kochikame at $6.1 billion with a B. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure at $3.6 mil- uh, billion. One Piece at 3.1 billion, Dragon Ball at 2.9, pretty much 3 billion, Naruto at 2.2, Bleach at 2.1 billion, Dragon Quest at 2 billion. And then you also have stuff like Gintama, Slam Dunk, Kunikuma, and Roni Kenshin, Yu Gi Oh! Hunter x Hunter, Fist with the North Star, City Hunter, Captain Tsubasa, and Saint Seiya. So I do have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh for a second and throw my awesome thing in. At one time, I attempted to try to play Yu-Gi-Oh, and I kept asking because somebody, because I played, and I was just looking for people to play with, and all they kept telling me was, you wouldn't like it. And then they said, like, you just wouldn't like it at all. And then, you know what? I never got into it, oh, never tried, and it could have oh, changed. No. But I didn't because all I was told was, you Matt wouldn't like it, and you suck. Damn. Matt could have been a dual mod, a dual master. He would have had like the whole thing too. Matt would have had, had the, the whole thing. The, the, the disc. Yes, yes the dual, dual disc. disc. The dual disc. And not just one dual disc, but like all the variations of the dual disc. You would have had Yu-Gi-Oh. all the music. I, would, like, I did attempt Given to Given how Hearthstone is, he would have loved yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. No, that's why I said that's why I was said that. And I attempted to play and I was just very discouraged who, from playing. Who so I never kids? played. Yeah, who oh, are you? Who do we need to go after? We could have had Weeb Matt. We could have had Weeb Matt. We and on the flip have. side, it was only me and one other dude that played Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> like we were, we were like, oh, look at those nerds over there playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Like that, and that was just us too. I wish I had someone to tell me that we had Yu-Gi-Oh was too of, cool for me. We had like a group of six people that we all played at lunch, and we played when we would go to the movies because we'd show up early and just play Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> before showing. <laughs> And then when we out, outgrew Yu-Gi-Oh, we played during tax tests, which I mention every time. Yeah, I never played dope. that game, but I like to watch people play because I was just like, how do you do it? I do like the anime, even though the anime has nothing to do with how like how the game is actually played or anything <laughs> no, like that. But I like the story. That was like the biggest the letdown when I learned how the game was actually played and had nothing to do how I <laughs> I actually started my my first experience with like like searching for cards was going to the bulga and like buying them from like them and then my friend found one that was fake and he was like kate don't go there anymore katie don't go there anymore don't. <laughs> i'm pretty sure most of mine were fake man that like, <laughs> pretty, i'm pretty sure have y'all done a Yu-Gi-Oh episode on here yet not yet but I'm, cur- I'm currently mourning what could have been we matt so we'll have to address this at a later <laughs> date we'll definitely have to address that 
that actually makes me very, really very mad. discouraging. You would have loved it. And there's also an Xbox game like Yu-Gi-Oh! 5 DS. It's I know. so good. That's what I was really trying to attempt to play. Oh, <laughs> this is sadder. The more we learn, you this see like what about gatekeeping 10 years ago. does. Yeah, don't gatekeep. Because I knew it was people. on Xbox, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I was told, "You really could have been into it." I'm told, "Don't play it," and I'm told, "I wouldn't like it." I'm told a lot of other things, and so I never played it. <laughs> oh, oh my no. god! This is why you don't gatekeep, kids. I'm so sad mm. now. God. It's your, it's your move, Matt. It's your move, okay? <laughs> Too late. The ship sailed away. <laughs> oh, That's okay. my one attempt. <laughs> um, so one of the other but why those is pretty much this is what we know in the U.S. Like, again, I'm not downplaying like the really great manga that comes from Kodansha or the great anime that comes adapted from it. Same thing with Yen Press. Like, Yen Press is killing it right now with their anime adaptations. But Viz, which is owned by Shuisha, which is who produces Shonen Jump, um, has the large bulk of the titles that we really understand from our childhood. So like that entire Toonami block, that's pretty much all Viz. Um, that's all, at least Viz when we read it in the US and now in Shonen Jump. And it still continues to this day, like we just said and ran down the list of like currently trending like Shonen titles. And we have a larger market now, especially like we talked about in our Crunchyroll episode, where we have more access to content, but we're kind of creatures of habit. And Shonen Jump, I feel like if you go into an anime circle, like that's just, that's it. Um, when it comes to like a, like a ser- serialized magazines. Um, so Shonen Jump officially, uh, Shonen Jump uh, was a Shonen, so, eh, sorry, hold on. I'm talking about Shonen Jump now, which was the name dropped the weekly here in the US. So Shonen Jump was the American version of weekly Shonen Jump and it debuted in November 2002 with the first issue having a January 2003 cover date. Based on Shueisha's popular Japanese magazine weekly Shonen Jump, Shonen Jump is retooled for English readers and the American audience, including changing it from weekly publication to monthly. Um, And this is actually something that kind of killed it in the long run. Um, It features serialized chapters from four manga series and articles on Japanese language and culture, as well as manga, anime, video games, and figurines. Prior to the magazine's launch, Viz launched an extensive marketing campaign to promote it and help it succeed where previous manga manga anthologies published in North America had failed. Shueisha purchased an equity interest in Viz to help them fund the venture. (laughs) And Cartoon Network, Suncoast, and Diamond Distributors became the promotional partners for the magazine. That should tell you everything you need as to why your childhood manga and anime looked the way it did. (laughs) It does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did any of you own one of these, like, physically? Have you ever seen one? I don't think so. I don't think so. They are far less impressive Mm. than Japanese Weekly Shonen Jump. It doesn't have nearly enough content at all. Uh, Yeah, I got, I loved it when I had, I owned one. I don't know what happened to it, but it was, yeah, they were, yeah. 
they weren't that great if i had money it was going towards pokemon cards in conjunction with the magazine viz launched new imprints for releasing media related to the series presented in the magazine and other shonen works this include two manga imprints and, and an anime dvd imprint a fiction line for releasing its light novels a label for fan and data books and a label for the release of art books um but regardless this magazine couldn't hit more than 300,000 sales. Dang. Yeah. It was on that struggle bus. So the final issue was published in April of 2012, and they decided to focus on weekly digital manga, which is where it's really found its stride. So this is where we go into the it's dying, but not really phase of the podcast. Go, Matt. There was a joke in that thing because you're like digital manga worked and because they got the little like stencil things that they now draw on the notebook so people could color in that way easier. It's the printing press. That's that's how that's why it's different. See, I blame whoever told him <laughs> that he couldn't play Yu-Gi-Oh. That's who I blame for this type of talk. That's fair. <laughs> he could have had a weeb husband. No, instead he comes in and he's like, are you watching porn? No, it's anime. <laughs> oh my God, you too, Matt? <laughs> Dude, I swear, I swear, whenever I walk into my wife watching her anime, this is worse than Food Wars. This is worse than Food Wars. Some of this, some of this anime out here. I need to parental control my... Listen, I don't care about cards, but if you put it on a game where digitally not have to worry about carrying around a bunch of damn cards, I'll play the damn thing. Yeah. Feel like six-year-old matt would have would have walked around with like binders full of cards though because yes. I, I saw all your sports card collection definitely yes. would have and he would yes. still have them yes he I would do have all my sports yes. cards. <laughs> they're in a nice little trunk that's been locked up and they're all sorted properly and he also has all the stat books and see i could have had a weeb i you gotta, want you gotta to find fight. this person to fight i know <laughs> um so yeah, this is the it's dying but not really portion of the segment or portion of the podcast where like pretty much the magazine has steadily been declining in circulations um, since the 90s, um, which doesn't sound great. It still has great numbers and is doing better than its competitors, but print as a media has been struggling already. So circulation for the magazine continued to climb through the 2000s and into the 2010s and due to the 2011 uh, Tohoku earthquake and tsunami, the shipment of the 15th issue of 2011 was delayed to some areas of Japan. And in response, Shuisha decided to publish the series included in that issue for free on its website. And that's kind of what really kicked off this did this digital manga age, which we are living in a giant, like there are, there's Isney, there's um, Mangamo, like, there are a whole bunch of different subscription sites now that are coming up, um, but really show, uh, Shonen Jump's pre- uh, really, uh, what do you call it? Blazing the trail in it. But yeah, a mobile app titled Jump Live was launched in 2013. It features exclusive content from the artists who series run in weekly Shonen Jump. And in 2014, the free Shonen Jump Plus app 
and website was launched in Japan. It sells digital versions of weekly Shonen Jump magazine that runs simultaneous with its print release and Takoban volumes of individual Jump series past and present. However, it also has large samples of manga that can be read for free. There are also series that are serialized exclusively on the map, like Marvel X Shonen Jump, uh, Shonen Jump Plus, super collaboration. Look up pictures for that. It looks dope and I will never get to read it because it's in Japanese. Um, but it's really cool. Um, unlike those in Weekly Shonen Jump, these series may be aimed at adult men or women. These exclusive series are later published in print Takuban volumes under the Jump, the Jump Comics Plus imprint. In 2019, the Shonen Jump Plus website and app had about 2.4 million active users. And as of January, 2020, the app, the app had been downloaded more than 13 million times. On January 28th in, of uh, 19, uh, 2019, Shuisha launched a global English version of the Shonen Jump Plus app called Manga Plus. It is a free, it is freely available in every country except China and South Korea, which have their own separate services. A Spanish language version was launched in February of 2019 and has a different library of content. Like the Japanese app, it has large samples of manga that can be read for free, including the current titles of Weekly Shonen Jump and a sizable number of titles from Shonen Jump Plus and some titles from Shonen Jumps or from Jump Square. However, unlike the Japanese version, the latest chapters of, of the current Weekly Shonen Jump manga are made available free for a limited time. Um, and it does not sell any content. In the United States, um, as it kind of functions now, we have access to the Shonen Jump app, which is run through Viz Media. So you can go to the Viz website, sign into Shonen Jump, and you get a full library of thousands of chapters. Um, and it's dedicated to English public, it's, yeah, it's dedicated English publishers for its title. This gets us new chapters days after release in Japan. And that's actually really key because like we talked about in our Crunchyroll episode, if you can beat the piraters, you can keep people and get them invested in buying your product. Um, so when it came to manga distribution, while they weren't where they weren't fighting people uploading videos, they were fighting people uploading scanlations of uh, Weekly Shonen Jump content. However, apparently two days is too long to wait for some My Hero fans and they just constantly ruin everybody's fun and tweet it onto the timeline. Every week. It's real bad. I hate, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, oh, go ahead, Adrian. Oh, I was just gonna, um ass I, I, I don't know if you if you like if you look this up or not but i was thinking because you're talking about like we always really were we're talking about like the english translations um spanish is obviously a huge language and i know a lot of my friends they watch dragon ball z in spanish all the way they someone didn't even know that it was in english for like a long time so does was there a lot of effort before like this digital thing to kind of translate into spanish or is it just primarily just english up until like kind of this point I have no idea, honestly. Um, so far as I know, a lot of the way Shuisha has operated both when it came to translating manga and then working with the different series, uh, the different production companies for making their anime, they always did do multiple languages, um, but I'm not sure. I know the standard languages for Crunchyroll are Russian, Spanish, German, Chinese, and English outside of the Japanese. So I think that they probably had a pool of languages that they focused on. 
Um, I would assume Spanish, but I I don't have enough knowledge to to say definitively. Come they on. had their own app, so I yeah, would assume I would assume so. Right? I would assume I that know. they were oh. doing it beforehand because you have to hire all of those those people to not only translate but also localize the content. So it seems like that would be way too hard to do just for the app. Like I feel like they had to have had some sort of equivalent. Yeah, I'll look it up and for some fun facts later. Um, so while Viz and Shonen Jump have not sponsored this episode, I do think that the Shonen Jump app is the most affordable subscription service there is because you literally get everything that Shonen Jump has like ever published ever for two bucks, two bucks a month. You can read anything and everything. Um, and then if you don't want to pay, but you're current with the manga, all of the free all of the new chapters are free. So all you have to do is just have an account to log in, but you don't actually have to have uh, Shonen Jump, the subscription. Um, so that's one of the really cool things. Um, but what I really like about the Shonen Jump here in the US and what we use through Viz is we get access to a whole bunch of other titles that technically aren't weekly Shonen Jump titles, like two of my favorites, uh, Hell's Paradise, Jigo Karaku, and Blue Flag. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, no, that's uh, I'm glad you brought that up because like I was aware of Blue Flag for the longest before it got added to the app and then when we found out because I've covered for the website but finding out that it got added to the app I was just like oh this is awesome because now more people can read it because it is such a great story and I like that the Shonen Jump app is that it gives more access to other titles and that is a that is a really good uh segue into what was going to be our final section but I'm going to make it a section now is the fact that like when you actually get into Shonen Jump and you either are reading the weekly stuff or you're just looking at like what it has published in the past I and I did this for the longest time like Shonen the same way people like belittle shoujo people also belittle Shonen into just being like oh it's just Naruto it's just uh it's just DBZ but there's actually so many different types of genres underneath that Shonen banner and underneath that Shonen Jump banner that it is just it's amazing how easy it is to see that now with the access that we have digitally um, mm -hmm. And so like if you go over uh, going over the current titles that Weekly Shonen Jump is currently doing, it's um, Ayakashi Triangle, Black Co Clover, Burn the Witch, Build King, Dr. Stone, Harboiled Cop and Dolphin, High School Family, Kosi Kazo, Hunter Hunter, ITLC, Jujutsu Kaisen, Magu-chan, God of Description, Mashal, Magic and Muscles, which is, okay, real quick. National Magic and Muscles is an underrated Shonen Jump title because it is literally Harry Potter, but if it was about muscles. What? Yes. Go on to the Google now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? Talking like muscles, like the organism or something else? No, like your muscles. Like So they, it's like, like a their bodybuilding? Yeah. Yeah, so like wizards, but like he's not actually a wizard. He's just really, really strong. Then how are they Harry Potter? Because it literally he, like if you Google Mashal, Magic and Muscles, he's literally modeled off of Harry Potter. He has a scar and everything. Yeah. 
His name is confusing me. I don't Mashal. know how to say Mashal. Mashal. Marshall? Anyway. Mashal. <laughs> Muscles. Anyway, underrated. You should go read it. Uh, then there's also Mission, Nozakura Family, My Hero Academia, One Piece, Phantom Seer, Sakamoto Days, The Elusive Samurai, and Undead Unluck. That is just a giant list of what's currently running, and all of them have different things. And honestly, if you just take what's on here, Burn the Witch, like, two women are the focus of that entire story, and it is a fantasy in Europe. And then you have Jujutsu Kaisen, which is literally horror-adjacent. Yep. Um, and then you have My Hero, which is like, well, I was going to say it's wholesome. It's not wholesome right now. It's it's gut-wrenching right now. But <sighs> it's usually wholesome. Um but yeah, so like there's just so much that you can get muscle wizards. You can get yes. everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> muscle wizards, Spies, ex-family. heroes, curses, and, and pirates, you get dragons. Pirates too. <laughs> there's everything under the shonen sun. Yeah, even wrestlers. Um, and I think one of the cool things is when you actually look at this giant universe that kind of sits under the shonen jump banner. We have gotten a lot of video games. I preface this by saying all of them have sucked, but we have gotten a lot of video games. Um, so the first one was Famicom Jump Hero Retsuden, which released in 1988 for the family computer and was produced for the family computer. For the family. I was going to ask, what's the family? Computer? It's a brand, I think, because it was capitalized and everything. And I don't know. It was in Japan only. Um, it was produced to commemorate the magazine's 20th anniversary, and then it was followed by its sequel, Famicom Jump 2, Saikyo no Shichinen, in 1991, also for the family computer. <laughs> Can somebody Google family computer and see if it's a thing? I am. <laughs> um, then in 2000, two more games were created for the purpose of commemorating the magazine's anniversaries, a crossover fighting game titled Jump, Star- uh, Jump Superstars, was released for the Nintendo DS in 2005, and then it was followed by Jump Ultimate Stars in 2006. Um, the family computer is what Nintendo got, or uh, what Japan called the NES, or the NES, yeah, the regular NES. That's amazing! I love yeah. it! I'm sure we talked about that in our, our episode at some point, because it rang a bell, but yeah, that's what it's called. It's cute looking. I'll put it a thing is in the cute. Thing. It looks like a little race car. No wheels. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, a new crossover game, J Stars Victory Versus, was released in 2014 for the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita to commemorate Jump's 25th anniversary. Um, then you had Jump Force, which came and went very quickly. Uh, I like in it. In 2018. That's and... two years ago? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just got it this year and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, 2019. No, it was 2019, not 2018. 2019. Yes. But still, that was two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was still teaching and like they would like bring their PS4s and stuff, they either had, they were either playing FIFA or they're playing Jump Force because a whole bunch of them are, are weebs, so... I don't know. It's so well, popular like, with some well, people. So, like, I love Jump Force from the standpoint that I could make a team with Vegeta, Rukia, and everything else. Um, but yeah, it did not do well. 
uh, yeah, no. critically at all and it did not it did not make its money back i don't think that's why i got it for 1999 this year um, and then in 2018, a limited edition 50th anniversary Shonen Jump edition of the Famicom Mini NES Classic Edition game console was released in Japan and sold uh, 110,000 units in two days. The fact about Jump Force, by the way, <clears throat> no. we were we went to go no. play this game. No. And... Um, I have no idea about any of this, as you all know. I don't even play fighting games, the genre, don't care. And I got to play Kate, because they told me to have to play Kate from the at the booth that we were at. And I picked three random people, no idea what I did, and I kicked Kate's ass, and then I retired. I was looking at Vegeta's butt, and I was very focused on making them do things from the anime that I watched. So I was very distracted. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> it's okay friend i know how distracting his butt again can be. you know what i can't even blame matt this is all because somebody told him he couldn't play Yu-Gi-Oh. still true <laughs> and is this what you're gonna, gonna say that one time <laughs> is this what you say from now on when it matt is. like dumps on anime yep um so fun fact in 2013 the uh bandai the namco bandai group opened an amusement park themed around weekly Shonen Jump series titled J World Tokyo. It's located on the third floor of Sunshine City World Import Mart building in Ikebukuro. And in- time out, time out, time out, time out. So this is a whole theme park that's in a building on the third floor. Apparently it's 1.52 acres. Yeah, that's like super common. Uh, like Japan. that Disney one when Disney made a theme park, but it was like Disney Quest. Yeah, they do. They do like a lot of them inside buildings. Uh, like when we talked about One Piece, that One Piece one that got shut down, that was like in one of the big towers. I know that from animes. <laughs> <laughs> um, in celebration of the magazine's 45th anniversary in 2013, Shueisha began a contest where anyone could submit manga in three different languages. Japanese, English, and Chinese, and it was judged by the magazine's editorial department, and four awards were given out, including uh, 500,000 yen, which is $4,900, and guaranteed publication in either Jump or its special editions, North American edition, China's OK Comics, or Taiwan's Formosa Youth. Dang, you want to hear something really sad? What? j Rule Tokyo shut down in February 2019. Oh, That's really sad. Yeah, their theme parks kind of come and go. I think it's like a hype thing. Which is it's why only a floor. I mean, that's just like cleaning out a wrong. floor of a building. That's not yeah. hard to switch out theme parks. Yeah. I mean, I think I that this might have been like in the same spot that the um, One Piece one was supposed to be at that closed, I think. Oh, um, okay. If I'm looking at the, the cities right. But um, yeah, it sucks. That sucks. Um, but that's all I have. I mean, uh as we move into final thoughts, like Shonen Jump has just been really influential. And I, I feel like not that Shonen Jump doesn't matter everywhere, but I feel like Shonen Jump matters, especially here, because it's really shaped what American audiences think of as manga and anime. And for better or for worse, right? Because like, there's still a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't explore outside of it. Um, it's, it's changing now. But I think overall, like Jump really helped us get our first taste of the things that we love. So yeah. 
So I do want to know why, from I guess from Nisha, since you are on here, why do you review all of these titles? So honestly, the first manga that I got into were a lot of Shonen Jump titles. So it's kind of like what Kate said. I think a huge reason why I, I love Shonen is because like it was the first manga that I got into it it's just like I found myself going to libraries and picking them up con consistently I got into them like when I was really young so I mean I don't know I like I'm a sucker for a story about a hero who's the underdog who like people doubt the end like that's a lot of shonen or the power of friendship and camaraderie or you know believing in oneself which again all of these are shonen <laughs> so I found I blame it on the fact that I had a library card and I was 10 and I just kept picking up the same titles whenever the next volume would come in. You also need to tell people now what a library is because we learned last year that people don't know what you were, what a library is, how you get books for free. Wait, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> is Matt joking? I said I don't get his joke either. I don't either. I'm concerned. <sighs> Never mind. It was a huge ordeal because people on Twitter were asking, we, we should we basically like, what if we set up a place where we can like all put book together and we just kind of oh. let people like check and people were like, that's called a library. <laughs> oh, what if it's a big huge, dumb a lot It was a time. huge ordeal because it's a bunch of young people who didn't know what libraries were. The, zin the Zillennials, whatever they're called now, they don't know if the, the libraries. Zoomers. The Zoomers. They yes, apparently Zoomers don't know what the, what a library is. Having fun isn't hard as long as you've got a library card. <laughs> they probably don't even know where that's from. All I know is the library got me free pan pizzas at Pizza Hut that almost too. every month. They probably don't even understand the concept of that, sh of that show Between the Lions because it's all in the <laughs> library. Like, why are they it's living true. in the library? What is that building? Oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, final thoughts, questions, anything else? I guess final thoughts for me, I mean, I think what you said right when we started kind of wrapping up, the fact that Shonen Jump is the reason why, you know, we have some of um, you know, my favorite anime, I think really uh I mean without it, like it just, just wouldn't happen. If you look at like that, I'm pretty sure if you look at like the tsunami lineup, like you mentioned before. I'm pretty sure the only thing there that wasn't a Shonen Jump was what, like, probably Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Um, and, like, Gundam. Like, like everything else like, I can think of was pretty much Shonen Jump. So, like you said, shaped um, a lot of things. And obviously, I mean, and obviously, we, we know Shoujo doesn't get, like, the rap that it deserves, but does introduce people into other forms of this medium of, like, anime and manga. Like, you don't have to just read about, like, the boy hero who is like an underdog and things like that that doesn't interest you there's other things you can look towards yeah. um and i mean obviously it's happened in japan but it happened here and that's where i'm from so that's why i appreciate showing up even if i don't read the manga anymore matt um yeah i don't really have that many final thoughts we were not thing um i attempted to play Yu-Gi-Oh once i was discouraged <laughs> That's about the only thing I got for any of this stuff. Oh, um, I still probably want never... their name and address. Um, I'll give you that after the show. Oh God, I, I'll be. Uh, but anyways, um, but no, um, I get, I get. Apparently, it's, I get why people like it. It's cool. Um, 
I'm not gonna stop trying. I'm not gonna do this. No, they're not coloring (laughs) books. I just need you to say they're not coloring books. But it's only two dollars. I will stand by. I will always stand by the hill that they are just unfinished coloring books. No, some child is gonna hear that and they're gonna go and mess up their parents' manga collection. Are they coloring books if they're virtual? That's what they have the little new like Mac little books that you like. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) No. Oh, Absolutely not. Again, I blame whoever <laughs> kept in from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> it's all their fault. Uh, yeah. So f- yeah. So final thoughts. It's a lot of what you and Adrian said. Um, I really do feel like sh- without Shonen Jump, a lot of us wouldn't be the weebs that we are today. Um, I know I wouldn't be because I found manga like when I was a at an age where I like couldn't access anime so it was really dope that I was able to read shonen jump titles and like further my love for anime and manga and I feel like it's just a part of the culture and it matters and shonen jump has really helped bringing anime here well said but um yeah so I guess thank you Thank you a whole bunch for coming on and balancing out the, I, I get Matt's rage now. He was kept from the entire, from, from anime. So mad for you, Matt. I'm so sorry. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not too late. You can play. I'll play Yu-Gi-Oh with you. I don't know how I to play. No <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to play. So He is Hearthstone now. Nothing's replacing that. I don't um, know <laughs> But thank you so much, Nisha, for coming on. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs and, uh, yeah, all your things. All my things. Oh, I should have this re- memorized by now. So if you guys want to find me on the interwebs, you can find me at Nisha Plays on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to see some of my manga coverage for Shonen Jump titles, you can also see that on But Why Though, where I cover a lot of Shonen titles. Um, you can also hear me and Kate talk about Shonen. We actually have had a Shonen episode on Did You Have To? And we'll be talking about other anime things there also, um, anime and manga things. And then you can also hear me talk about movies, TV, and other things related to pop culture on So Here's What Happened with my co-host, Carolyn. And I think that's everything I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you'd like to support us a little bit more, head on over to patreon.com slash but why though PC. We've revamped the whole thing. We have more things coming. Uh, so yeah, get episodes a day early, get episode, uh, get episode research notes, get all those cool things. And Adrian and I have an episode with Cobra Kai where me and him essentially just say Danny is the worst. The worst. He was. <laughs> and johnny deserves hugs and love and that's all he really needed to be a good person um <laughs> uh, but you can follow uh, us at, at but why though on every single piece of social media and you can follow me at oh my myth Randier on twitter and instagram i'm only mentioning instagram because this is a manga episode and that's all my instagram is now adrian yeah, if you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? One, I was fired off Kate's Instagram with the dog. We no longer exist in her life on that thing. But also, I think we should, everybody needs to submit their fan art of the finished coloring books so no. Kate no. and everybody can see what they look like, no. really. Oh, man. No. I'm high. No. No, we're done. I'm concerned for your manga, Kate. At, I but know. why though, PC, with your finished coloring book? No. <laughs>